Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I am Taylor. We are continuing our Promises series, and I am joined by two special guests and friends. First, we're joined by Lead Pastor Jose Abaroa. Jose, hey, hey, Taylor. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. And we're joined by the amazing prayer pastor, praise Aronda Clock, Rhonda Patterson. Rhonda, thanks for being back on Great the podcast. Great to be here, as always. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Jose, this is a cool series. We're going through different covenants and promises of God. We'd love to hear kind of what God showed you maybe behind the scenes as you were preparing as we look, particularly in Genesis 32 and looking at God's promise to Jacob. Yeah, so God shows up in a very powerful way in Jacob's life, not once but twice. We really dove into the first one. We didn't hit the second one as much. Maybe we can do that here on the podcast. But it's really cool because this this uh, way of God saying, I'm going to be with you, is a theme that mm-hmm. continues on throughout Scripture. It actually doesn't start with Jacob. He tells Abraham and he tells others, I am with you. But he tells Jacob twice. And the reason why I wanted to skip Isaac and, and talk about Jacob is... Jacob is going through a lot, and and he's filled with a lot of anxiety, and it is God's presence that gives Jacob this new identity and this new confidence that then ultimately brings about God being with us. Mm-hmm thanks to his son, Jesus, Emmanuel. So this idea that God is with us is a promise from God, no matter what we may be going through. And then again, specifically looking at the trials in Jacob's life is is what really stood out to me as I studied this. Well, we'll jump into, Jose, you kind of had five ways that we can be aware of God's presence. But Rhonda, I'd love to ask, well, really both of y'all ask kind of what is so significant and powerful about just even being mindful of God's presence to begin with? Like, why is it so important for us? Why is that such a game changer as far as just being aware of God's presence? For me, um, it's like everything. It really is. And the longer I walk with them, the older that I get, the more that I recognize, like this, like my favorite promise is his presence, mm. uh, really, truly above all of them, I think. And and um, so just that awareness and knowledge that he is always with me and always helping me, it filters into the other promises, mm. right? So, um, so yeah, mm. it's... That's really cool the way that you said that, Rhonda, because we can look back and thank God for what he's done for us on the mm-hmm. cross. That's victory over death. And mm-hmm. we can look forward mm-hmm. to see that, that that will come after we pass away. Right. But we can live our entire Christian lives saying the prayer and, and seeing, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to heaven mm-hmm. and yet missing out on the rich reality that he's with us right now. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to, to be in his presence and the opposite of presence is absence. And so mm-hmm. we can think often, well, God mm-hmm. is not with me because of you know this, this, or that. And, and in Jacob's life, he thought that he was alone, but God was with him mm-hmm. right then and there, and, and he's with us here now. Ron, I'd love to zoom in on something you said, just as you get older and just the, reflecting on the journey that God has you in. I'd love to ask both of y'all, kind of how has your 
even just awareness of God's presence grown in your Christian walk. I think about uh, if you're like me, I remember growing up, even in the church, I used to think like, oh, that person really has, like God's really with that person or not, or maybe mm-hmm. based on certain circumstances, it could be super cheesy, like the weather. I'm like, oh, God's not here. You know, <laughs> it's a cloudy day. So so how, to, how has your awareness of God's presence grown as you have mm-hmm. matured? What does that look like? And just how have you noticed even just God showing you more of who He is. Yeah, I well, I think it's going to jump to um, ways that we are aware and and embracing hardship was was the last one you mentioned. So I I think whether it's a, a literal hardship or just trials and things that happen in life to either myself or people around me, it's just walking that out in my life. Uh, and him showing his faithfulness over and over uh, in in any and every situation, the longer I walk, the more I see it. And so that's like mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I grew up thinking that God would only be with me if I was with him, meaning if I obeyed him, if I mm-hmm. was good enough. And I, I, came to, I came to a point where I realized I, I just never will be good mm-hmm. enough. And so God went down in my priority list or priority level in my life. And I started doing life on my own way. And, and I'm so glad that I just so happened to be in a place where there were other believers that knew God and, and knew his presence and enjoyed being with God. I think that was the biggest difference when I found people that didn't follow Jesus out of obligation or because that's what they knew they had to do, but genuinely sought God out Mm -hmm. in their life, made time for him, woke up early to spend time in prayer with with other guys and, and really read the scriptures as if they were true and asked questions intense questions to test, okay, if this is true, then this should mean this, this, or that. And and that was the game changer for me. And the, the fruit of that is a renewed mind, mm-hmm. a, a fulfillment that nothing else could could bring me, a satisfaction that, that I now found in Christ that I, I did not know before. So that's how that's grown mm-hmm. in, in, in my life. No longer do I think that God will only be with me if. No, God is with me because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Thanks, period. Yeah, full stop. Thanks to the resurrection, you know, and the deposit of the Holy Spirit due to faith, not you did X, Y, or Z. Yeah. That's so good. I know. Let's jump into these these five, Jose, and I think we'll unpack a lot here. So the first one you have as far as how do we be aware of God's presence is to be still. You reference Psalms 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. This is definitely something God's been teaching me over the last few weeks and can be harder, I think, for some more than others. Um, I mean, the obvious question is, okay, how do we be still in a world that is constantly moving fast? But I think even then, another layer of this is just what is so significant and a blessing about being still like, like convince us, like why, why is that so (laughs) good? I'm going to pin this back on you because Jacob lay down on a hard, on a hard rock. I don't know (laughs) what what your pillow pillow. is like, hard pillow, but you were just laying down for, for, for a long period of time. You, you had an operation and you came out, you're doing great. But what did God teach you during that time as you were still? You got to teach us. Oh, please. No, I mean, there's there's a lot that I'm still processing, but uh, but yeah, I think there is so much to 
rhythms. I'm such a, a, root, a guy about routines and I just really love like mm-hmm. just routines. And so I think so much of my routine did not, as cliche as it sounds, make space or room or margin for God. And so it was just going, even though there were good things, but bouncing from one thing to another to another. And so I think... Um, I'll give a shameless plug to PMT because I went to PMT the Monday night before. And one of the coolest things about that was how everyone prayed just about the intentionality of that time. Like knowing I was going to be still, yes, they prayed for, uh, you know, successful surgery, all that stuff. But really it was, okay, God's going to have Taylor still for a week. We thought it was a week, really two weeks. Uh, So Lord, what do you have for him? And I just couldn't help but constantly be thinking, I mean, it ties into some of the other uh, pieces here, but just asking God, okay, God, I'm still, what do you have for me? So I think a lot of that, without that intentionality, I think I'd be trying to, you know, I'd pick up my phone, I'd try to distract myself, watch a bunch of things, you know, like it was just, I think that's so much of our uh, culture has trained us to be just constantly consuming. Mm -hmm. But I I was like, okay, it's okay to be still. And in fact, there's actually things that God has for me that I won't experience otherwise. So that intentionality piece was was huge for me. Perfect, perfect. Yes, absolutely. I um, I think sometimes God allows something in our life where we're we're we have to be still. We're forced to be still. And um, one of the wonderful things that can come from that is just that recognition that. It, it's okay to give yourself permission to rest and to be still and to not have the to-do list out, but just to sit and and listen uh, to him. And so, hopefully, that's a little nugget that that you were able to walk through that and come out of recognizing because there'll be more opportunities for you, hopefully not through surgeries and things like that, but just that, you know what, it is okay yeah. to, to rest and to be still and, and to listen and, and also. Yeah, it's Jesus' invitation in Matthew 11, mm-hmm. come to me. Yes. And, and you, will, you will find rest. So come to my presence. Mm-hmm. Come, come to me, <laughs> and, and you will find rest for your weary souls. So this idea of being still is coming to Jesus mm-hmm. and asking him, Lord, where, where are you? What are you doing in my life right now? And that stat that I read that, what was it, 75% of men would rather be shocked <laughs> Then be yeah. still with their thoughts. And then 27% of women, you know, yeah, not un- unsurprisingly yeah, so. Yeah, women win uh, on that one. So so we don't like to be still. Mm-hmm. We would much rather be shocked by electric pulses in our body than, than be alone with our thoughts because we want to ignore. This leads to a lot of other stuff. This leads to coping. This leads to addiction. These leads to bad habits that are, are, are you know, our, our soul telling us, be still mm-hmm. and, and sit in the presence of God, you know, that, that will help you understand the wounds that you're carrying mm-hmm. and the, the mistakes that you're making, you're, the bad road that you're on. So God's presence is what helps us. Mm-hmm. But if we're not still, 
it's really hard to listen. We'll miss it. Yeah, that's so good. All right, the second one here is know his promises. This is good both in the good times and in the hard times. But what does it look like for y'all just practically? I mean, this whole series, we're looking at God's promises. So this is kind of a refresher or uh, helping us learn these promises. But but what does that look like for y'all just in the day-to-day? How do you hold on to the promises? How do you remind yourself of the promises? Mm-hmm. And maybe when are the times where you think you need to be reminded the most? Mm. <laughs> that one's really deep. Um, yeah, I think knowing his promises in the day-to-day is... Um, it's not hard when it's when the easy stuff's going on, right? But it's when the hard things happen or um, people that we love that are struggling or, or just even like what we're looking at with Israel right now, mm-hmm. you know, the things we don't understand. understand. And so um, knowing his promises uh, kind of just resets me. You know, and and of course, the way we know his promises is being in the word and knowing him uh, more. But um, I, I just know the things that I've wrestled with the most uh, uh, personal things when I really grab a hold of one or two of the promises that he's made in that particular area, then I just feel such a weight lift. There's peace settles. And then I just hold on to that and stay in that place. And so, um, but we have to know yeah. them. We have to know them to be able to to do that. So, And just, I'll interject real quick, but just practically, that looks like reading the Word. What would be some examples mm-hmm. of just ways in which you can just find Yeah. Promises? Well, even I was thinking with the Be Still, it takes... An intentionality to enter into hmm. his presence. And so if that's hard, if your mind's racing and you begin to problem solve instead of sitting with him and listening, then put on some worship music or some instrumental, just something that just really invites his prayer and ask him for his presence as he's speaking, as he's speaking to you, you know, through the word and just... Um, He'll take you to his promises. He, yeah. he wants us to have that peace. Our culture right now is actually getting better at being still. Mm-hmm. Meditation is on the rise. You can find breathing exercises. You can find good soothing music. Even for us on YouTube TV, that's, our, that's, that's how we get our TV. We don't have cable. We stream YouTube TV. You can skip. Have you seen those little commercials? And it says, go to Zen. And then it'll take you to a very calming commercial instead of you know all of this. So, so it's definitely... What, what's the word in vogue to, to meditate. And that's a good, trendy. it's trending. It, it's, it's, it's a good start, but where we go wrong as a culture is there's, there's no input or the input is off here. The knowing the promises, the input is the promises of our creator, of our redeemer, the promises of Jesus Christ. So, so meditation being still important, but without the content, then we can be the most, you know, calming presence, Mm -hmm. but it's where's the focus? Yeah. We're, what we're, is the focus as we're meditating? What what are we focused yeah, on? Yeah, and the reason why I use that word meditation is because in the Hebrew, it's an important word. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, 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 oh shoot, I just forgot. Uh, but but it's it's ruminating mm-hmm. on, on the word haga haga haga. I think it's haga. Yeah, and 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 it, it's what a cow does when it munches on mm-hmm. um, its food. So it's chewing. 
you know, so, so we're ruminating over God's promises, over scripture, over worship music. And so you're just chewing on that. If you're not chewing on that, then I don't know what you're chewing on, but it's not going <laughs> to, it's not going to give you the nutrients that, don't go that you need. <laughs> the, uh, carrying on that point though, I think not just remembering God's promises, but it's just, it's this really small exercise. At least it helps me, but I'll even just follow through. It's actually been the community group outline questions the last few weeks. But with each of these, we looked at this series, Victory, God's promise of being a way maker, blessing, and now presence. I'll ask myself, okay, where have I seen God show up as these? Like, where has he answered these promises mm-hmm. just in my good. limited sphere mm-hmm. of life? And I can just recall, and it really is just recalling God's faithfulness, recalling how he has been with me, even in times that didn't look like it at all. And it really does strengthen my faith and just strengthen me because, so even if that's helpful to go just one step further, not just saying, okay, God, I know you're with me, but then also remembering, okay, here were the times where you were with me, and it just helps me just practically kind of... Which takes you right into worshiping with awe. <laughs> That's right. You know, as you remember, awesome. you are worshiping. Look at you. Yeah. Awesome stuff there, Taylor. So. <laughs> I, I have been more careful with that word <laughs> because it turns out I, I use it a lot. I say awesome. I'm like, oh man, I just preached on, you know, not diluting the power of that. So I'm working on it. Yeah. Let's talk about worship though, because worship, I think a lot of people may think worship is only uh, through song or only on a Sunday morning, but what does that look like just as far as in the day-to-day, in the practical, when, Mm -hmm. you know, we can talk about both worship and also worshiping with awe and what that looks like. Yeah. Now let's, it's playing worship music in your home or in your car, um, I know for me, if I'm if I'm feeling a little rattled or dispeace in my life, that's sometimes where I'll just start right then is just go into worship um, to help kind of bring me back with him as my focus, and then what what does he want to say from there? So, yeah, it's yeah. throughout the home. Yeah. In the car in the as you car. drive. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways. Yeah, we we really get to tell our soul here to, to praise God. So when, when it's easy and we're feeling it, it's wonderful. But the hard part, and this is connected to that last point, when, when, when it's hard, do we praise still? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do we worship God with all when, when I'm not getting the results that I'm wanting in my life? And I really love what uh, Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, mm-hmm. bless his holy name. Then verse two says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, and who redeems your life from the pit. So you think about, mm-hmm. yes, it's through song, through reading the word, and, and I think also in our story, to your point, you mm-hmm. said this earlier, what has God done in me that is worthy of me worshiping him? All we got to do is be still and ask, and then he should be flooding us with examples where we were unfaithful, yet he remained faithful, mm-hmm. and, and that's worthy of of our worship. And I love in that scripture, what I love is that he's telling, it's, it's spirit commanding soul yeah that's right you know to bless the lord so when our soul has this peace when our soul is wrestling and struggling um but we have the deposit of the holy spirit in us guiding us and so we allow him to lead and and command us to mm-hmm. bless him and it's sacrificial when we're really struggling yeah. and we're not feeling it and we still 
do it. It's a sacrificial offering to God that is pleasing to Him. I was just about to say that. I think so many times early on in my faith, I thought worship was a response, which is true. It is out of a response, Mm -hmm. but you you mentioned, quoted David earlier, Jose, and just an author of the majority of the Psalms, and he was so open with God, very clear and crying out to Mm -hmm. Him, and yet we see that where He is choosing, Mm -hmm. and I think about Jesus where He says, where your money is, there your heart will be also. I think the same thing goes for our worship. Like, where your worship is, there your heart will be, and so part of worship is just making the decision, yeah. stepping out in faith and saying, okay, mm-hmm. God, this is who you are. I may not feel it right now. I may not see it right now, but this is who you are. And so I think that all ties into what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the second or the fourth part here is living responsively. Live which, responsibly. Look at yeah. all these transitions. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. I mean, I you just said uh, with your heart, and, and Jacob here literally starts tithing as a response to, to being mm-hmm. in the presence of God. And to his point, he's, he's putting his treasures in, in God. And, and we do respond to him by the way that we live. Romans 12, that is our true act of worship, is be, being living sacrifices mm-hmm. when we feel it <laughs> and when we, yeah, don't. when we don't. We we do it out of obedience. And yeah, I think for me, that's the best because I'm not I'm not it doesn't depend on whether my mood is good or bad. It's mm-hmm. a discipline and, and it helps me just be okay, God, I'm going to be faithful because I know that you're good. Even when I'm <laughs> having a grumpy week or when, when I'm not feeling, you know, as holy as I did two weeks ago. And it, it's, yeah, it, it stirs something in me mm-hmm. as, as I do that as well. Yeah. It's kind of that choice to not live by our emotions, but to, to, to make choices that that are responsible and what what biblically God calls for the life that He calls us to, um, it's it's making those choices and so it kind of becomes your way of life. The longer you walk in that and and do it, you see, um, you know, there's times always for any of us that it's not easy, but yeah. it becomes more your go to rather than the other. Mm-hmm. Because it's what you're used to. Yeah. It's Romans 12. God has used this passage uh, in a lot of ways in my life. But one, I'm uh, my flesh and my mind is naturally a compartmentalizer. So growing up, it's like I gave God a big part of my life, but it was still like a, a part, a, a chunk part. Uh, mm-hmm. of the pie chart. And so I just think about God's presence. He, he takes over. It, it mm-hmm. is everything. And so I just love how, uh, Jose, you have quoted here, just to paraphrase from the message, that's like, in every ordinary life, you're sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around. Like it literally is like everything. It's just that intentionality. Yeah. And just how that that is what God's presence does and mm-hmm. you can't just box in God's presence just to a you know a 30 minute time slot in a week or just a quick little you know yeah. segment and if I were to add something to that it is a lifestyle and it's okay to start small so you don't need to go right. you know or feel feel bad because you're not achieving results that will come 10 years down the road because it's a muscle that we exercise, and the more that we practice it, the bigger that muscle will get. And right. the same goes with our faith. The more we trust God, the more we will see Him come through and, and prove trustworthy. And uh, so, so we will grow in, in yeah, our faith. Yeah, focus on the things that He's showing you. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're new to Christ, if there's just a lot, focus on the things He's He's yeah. kind of nudging you, the areas He's nudging you in, and choose faithfulness in those areas. 
each of the four that we've talked about thus far are sort of countercultural. Some of these are, are different, but this this last one here, embracing hardship, may not make sense to a lot of people uh, that haven't gone through something or have gone so, through something and just don't understand the significance of this. But uh, I think I'd love, I mean, it's great that we're closing out with this, uh, looking at the example of Jacob in Genesis 32, wrestling with God, just seeing the way that he embraced hardship. What would be some of the big encouragements that y'all would have for someone that is in hardship mm. right now? How would you counsel them through this, particularly being aware of God's presence? <laughs> yeah, God does not. It, it, what Sean said a couple of weeks ago with Moses is is very true here, that, that God doesn't promise us the absence of pain, the absence Mm. of struggle, but what he does promises us is his presence through those things. And that's what Jacob got. That's what we get. We we get God himself Mm -hmm. figuring things out in front of us, but also allowing us to to grow as we learn those things. And it's, it's not easy. It's really difficult, and I think that the best way to embrace it is to not do it alone. Oh, absolutely, and and I think that um, embracing it doesn't necess- it doesn't mean you're joyful about it, or it yeah. doesn't mean that you're like, oh, great, I get to go through this. But it's it's just uh, not resisting it and just entering into it with, okay, Lord, um, I know you're going to carry me through this. I know your presence is with me. I want to learn what I can learn. Sometimes I'll even say, so I don't have to go back to this <laughs> lesson again. But, you know, just like I want to I want to learn the things you want to mm-hmm. teach me in mm-hmm. it. I know you're going to bring me through to the other side because you're faithful. And so to me, that's embracing it. It's It's not a, um, it's not necessarily that we're happy about it, but we we recognize that he's got purpose in it. Always, always, he has purpose. There's there's a really interesting point here. This word prevailed. So God tells Jacob, "You have striven with God and with men and have prevailed." Another translation is overcome. And you got to wonder how did a man overcome God? Mm. Well, the only way is if God let up. Mm-hmm. And he did. He touched his hip and it went out of socket. So that's how powerful God is compared to man. But it also brings about the truth of the gospel message that Jesus came and he was our sacrifice so that we wouldn't have to die. Mm-hmm. So in other words, had God come into that wrestling match to win, he would have won, but he would have lost Jacob. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we look at our circumstance and we're like, mm-hmm. why, 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 why? Well, if we really look at our what we deserve, we, we should perish. Mm-hmm. But God in his kindness brought his own son as a sacrifice so that we could ultimately win in the end and, and be in God's presence forever. Mm-hmm. And, and thinking about it that way, again, it's, it's pretty blunt, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it's a good reminder mm-hmm. of, of God's kindness and his power mm-hmm. and how he, he he is slow to anger and he is kind and and he does want us to be with him forever and this trial is temporary mm-hmm. but what we mm-hmm. get to enjoy with god is is forever is eternal 
Rhonda, you do such a good job of walking alongside people in their trials, in Mm -hmm. their hardship. I wouldn't want us to end without giving a chance for you to plug just ways that people listening that are experiencing that hardship Mm -hmm. can can invite PMT, the prayer ministry team, Mm -hmm. alongside them. I just love for you to kind of share practically what that is. Yeah, well, of course, we love and uh, are honored, truly, to pray requests that are sent in. It's not... Um, it's not something that we take lightly. It takes uh, courage. It takes um, someone stepping out to, to submit a request or, or to bring a request to one of us. And so um, we take that uh, very seriously, and we love to pray for people. And, and then we're always available on Monday evenings to pray for those that come in for prayer. And um, we, just, we just know it's such a privilege to get to do that, to walk along. Alongside and seeing the answers, uh, you know, as time passes and uh, people walk through illness or, or disruption in their family life or marriages or anything, and then getting to see uh, God carry them through that and bring them through that in strength and uh, just a greater measure of healing is, is there's nothing like it. So. We underestimate the power of prayer yeah. so often. So thank you for leading us so well in that area. And uh, already looking forward to the next conversation. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Conversations podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. See you back for the next conversation.